Welcome to the Death Empath Show, where we get feely and talk about all things death, dark, real, and shadowy. Hello, I'm Jessica Reese Spendeville, the Death Empath, also known as the Death Jewel Jess. I hope you enjoy the show. going to get into it today because we're going to talk about death sitting or visiting your loved ones, your friends and family as they're actively passing. I'm a huge advocate of seeing your loved ones as they're transitioning for a few reasons. And no judgment for those of you who cannot face the situations yet or if they make you very uncomfortable. Again, we all deal with things very differently. Of course, we process end of life differently. And, you know, that's why I'm here. That's my job is that I want people to be able to face their mortality because I believe mortality reminds us of what matters. And I say that because as the death doula, I've seen more transformation and evolution and end of life than I've seen in any other like life circumstance. I'm obviously besides probably birth, but there's still something very cosmic and sacred about being with people you care about and even complete strangers in end of life as they are walking up towards the veil and heading to their next journey. Let's talk about the main reasons, at least the the main reasons people have talked to me or told me or confided in me why they feel very uncomfortable or they don't think anything of it because they weren't taught. It's not part of their culture. It's not part of their upbringing. And so they just see it as something that you don't really think too much about. And and I don't mean that in like in a bad way. It's just a part of each person's upbringing. And then there's the afraid, being scared and fearful of seeing your loved ones in situations that can make you very uncomfortable. Again, it has a lot to do with our society doesn't really, you know, talk about death, uh, end of life, the physical aspects of end of life how the body does indeed shut itself down, what the transition looks like. We just really kind of put it aside, you know, and don't think about it. But like I said, there is a lot of, I'm going to say power. There's a lot of energy. There's a a lot of exchange happening in the end of life space. And I want to talk about that. And why I try to get everyone to go and visit their loved ones to do what I like to call death sitting with them. Because for the majority, for the most part, whenever I have helped guide someone to that place of seeing or sitting with their loved ones as they're actively passing, they usually say thank you. And they generally have a lot of appreciation and gratitude because I help them see beyond their fear. I help them understand that their loved ones are still present, although their physicality is changing and that their energy is transforming into something otherworldly, but it doesn't mean that it's diminished. Here are the things that I've seen in end of life and why I think 
if you had the opportunity to say goodbye to your loved one or sit with them or read with them or hold space with them in their end of life, I say do it. Even with strangers, I have been blessed and honored to have these opportunities of getting to know them in a real, real way, in an authentic, human-to-human kind of way. And it is so special, especially if they're still, I mean, if they're coherent and are able to talk to you and, and have conversations with you. I recently was death sitting for a family member and I don't know her that well. And there was always that kind of distance, right? Like there's the respect and the love, but there's a distance. Being in that space of someone who's actively passing or being in that space with them, the walls just come down, man. (laughs) The walls just come down. You're looking at each other heart to heart, spirit to spirit. You know, this family member doesn't really know me or recognize me at this point. And, but there's just this, there's so much trust in them. There's so much like understanding about me being there and why I'm there without having to go into detail or talk to them about, you know, my role in all of this. Just the stuff that comes up, the conversations, the questions. When you are death sitting with someone, especially if they're still lucid and talking, it's really great to ask them questions, you know, ask them questions that aren't typical questions to ask or things that you kind of never really thought of asking them, you know, even if it's a really simple, silly question, did you used to dance as a young person? What kind of music did you dance to? Who was your crush in high school? Who was your crush in middle school? And you'd be surprised they still remember all these people. They just light up at being able to talk about who they are, what they've experienced, again, in, in a way that's like your old your old pals, your old buddies. And it, it's beautiful. I've cried with people that I've sat with and laughed and watched soap operas and listened to music and prayed with them or prayed over them. And it's just, it is definitely an otherworldly yet very human experience. It's very grounding. It brings you in the present moment. Nothing else is more important than sitting with this person who's on their journey to their next iteration or their transition. And in that space, there's so much healing that can happen in relationships. There's so much understanding because you're so present and you realize that nothing else matters. And I don't, and I don't want to force anyone to sit with someone that they're uncomfortable with. You know, I'm not advocating that you have to sit with all your family members and friends or people who trespassed against you. I am not ever going to advocate anything of that nature. But what I am saying is that you do have opportunities for closure or understandings for forgiveness, for letting go, releasing of things that aren't really yours to hold on to anymore, or maybe never were, to put things to rest, to let things lie, and not in a way where you're dismissing them or distracting from that situation. You're actually finally leaning into it and sitting with it and saying, these are my thoughts, these are my feelings, and this is going to be the last time that I get to say them to you in a very physical way. And I say this from experience, you know, I did have a situation where a family member died that I was not too fond of. And we will talk about all this background and backstory of my childhood later. 
on a different episode because I'm I'm very honest about my experiences in childhood and I talk about them openly because I want people to be able to relate to to understand that they're not alone and that they're supported and they're seen and they're validated. So however, there was this moment of closure that I had with this family member and it was at their funeral. And I was able to, at least in that space, at like a ritual, be able to express how I felt and my feelings about them being dead and gone and no longer having to be afraid or worry about the boogeyman coming after me. So there's so much that you can do in that end of life realm. There's so much you can do in that space. So it doesn't just necessarily mean in giving goodbyes of gratitude and appreciation. It could also be goodbyes for closure and to finally let go and release all those things that you've been holding on to. So those are just the reasons why I really advocate for people to go and sit with their loved ones, why I really am, I feel very strongly about going, saying goodbye. Because like I said, a lot of people just tend to say that they're really grateful that they did, that they can tell that their loved one was still present energetically, that they somehow knew that they were there and that everything kind of just melted away. All the fears and the anxiety about seeing them in that state kind of stopped existing once they realized that they're energetically still very connected to their loved ones and into this life realm, right? This earthly realm. Up until the very end, there's still there's still that tether and there's still that connection here. So that's also really beautiful to like witness and see as it's interacting and weaving in and out of family members and loved ones. And uh, it's, it's really glorious, I have to say. And then the way I see end of life, it's incredibly cosmic and astral and spatial. And you don't necessarily pick up on it in the moment in time. You're conscious self is very much in the moment. It's almost fight or flight survival and taking it all in and trying to process. It's your subconscious and your spirit that's picking up on all the nuances and like what's really going on around you in a moment of time. And then when you look back, at least for me, when I look back and I reflect on those situations, I'm actually able to like remember the auras and the colors and you know how time stood still and everyone's hearts were open and there for community support of one another and a lot of community care and, and the sharing of each other and love and raw emotions. So those are just my thoughts on why I think you should death sit, uh, sit with your loved ones in their end of life as they're actually passing. It's not just a gift for them. It's a gift for you as well. In my opinion, uh, at least it has the potential of being a gift and it's a rite of passage. And the more we normalize and desensitize ourselves to this like fear about death and dying and aging, the more we'll realize that these moments in our lives, the being birthed and brought into this earthly realm, this plane of existence should have just as much care, love and celebration as we are, you know, shifting out of this earth plane existence that it should that we should be held and, and caressed and loved for everything we were in our lifetime. You know, not all of us get to make it to old age, not all of us die as elders and as elderly folks. That's why I'm constantly saying your mortality is a reminder of what matters your mortality it allows you to be present to not settle to realize what actually makes you happy what brings you joy what you don't want in your life 
And the more you bring in your mortality, the more you understand that death isn't this thing that's constantly trying to come after you, that death is actually the thing that ferries you, that holds you as you are leaving this place, then the more you're going to be able to understand that life is and can be an opportunity. It can be something that looks like everything you've ever wanted. It can look like peace and calm and stability it can look like soft summer's day filled with chirping bird sounds and kids in the backyard playing and all those things it's not about having a perfect existence that's not what i'm trying to get at what i'm trying to say is understanding that the human existence is very difficult to begin with we deal with a lot of different things so there's a lot of complexities there's a lot of differences in opinions and belief systems and politics and social constructs but it's the in between all that stuff that really matters and how you are expressing yourself and how you are expressing your life your fullness your breath your heartbeat in all of that and I'm saying that from someone who didn't want to be here for 20 plus years and to be able to be on their side of it it is pretty miraculous, I will have to say. That's where I'm coming from. I'm saying try to live in those moments that don't suck. (laughs) Try to live those big and beautiful parts of you in those moments that don't suck. (laughs) Uh, And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, I am Jessica's Mendeville. The Death Empath, also known as Death Doula Dress. Please email me or DM me with your questions. I would love to start answering all the all the things, all the questions on my show. Go ahead and email me at thedeathempath at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. We will chat soon. <laughs> okay. Bye.